and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Hello, Katie. Cameron Spann. Good afternoon. What are we talking about today? Debt. Debt. Just Sounded like you said death at first. I mean, we can go dark if you want to. I have plenty to say on the topic of death, but uh, no, I said debt. (laughs) So debt in general or? Uh, Well, specifically debt consolidation. Mm. Oh, that sounds so fancy. Oh, yes. Well, we are all about the fancy, aren't we? (laughs) Okay, we're going to explain debt consolidation, and uh, we got to start it off with Twitter nugs. Okay, tweets about money that are both funny, money, funny, <laughs> funny, money, and relatable. Okay, this first one, I think when we did a Twitter nug before, we did this one, but it's still hilarious. Adults really drilled stop, drop, and roll into our heads, but didn't teach us how to balance a checkbook. I have never once been on fire, but I've been in debt many years. Riddle me that. <laughs> money can't buy happiness, but I probably wouldn't cry as much in a Porsche as I do in a station wagon. Mm-hmm. It's mm. true. Me. You know, one nice thing about being snowed in all weekend is we haven't had to spend any money. Wife. Clicking at the cart. So nice. I was about to say, yeah, more being snowed in or like COVID or things like that, you spend a lot of money online. Mm. And then it's also, sorry, I have to throw this out there. Then you got so used to like delivery and I'm still really bad about like, I'll be in the middle of working and I'm pretty sure my office, all of y'all are shaming me because it's like, oh, Katie has another DoorDash showing up for lunch because I just want to keep working and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's easier. And I don't think about how it's adding up. The fees add up. How expensive it is. You're paying $20 for a meal for one from Chick-fil-A. It's ridiculous. But convenient. But convenient. Yeah. I can keep working. I can be a slave to the desk. Is convenience really worth $10? So that you can martyr yourself. That's where you have to weigh the options. Time and money. I think we had an episode about that. Exactly, time and money. The time of me being out of the office to then go and get that versus being here looking at y'all's smiling faces. Why don't you just do like me and skip lunch? Boom. Me, I'm going to take you out and spend a bunch of money on you. Kids, yay! Me, takes kids to the orthodontist. (laughs) Yep. So true. Okay. Would love for one second of my adult life to feel as amped as I did as a child knowing I had five bucks to spend at Scholastic Book Fair, which is so true. Oh, my God. Any of that, because it's like you would be so cool or like when you get prizes and, oh, yeah, Mom, I got this cool eraser. I mean, I would go home with the the book order form. I don't know if if y'all had those, but we had a book order form and I would go home with like all the books circled that I wanted to get and stuff. It was was cool. I'm at my most fake news when I tell my husband how much money I spent shopping. (laughs) Fake news. That's true. Or it's like, oh, yeah, it was on sale. Or they did a buy one, get one free. They just gave it to me. I have successfully hidden money from myself in my wallet so I wouldn't spend it. I'm available for financial counseling. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. hide money in my car. Like, I don't know. My mom, I I don't know if this is. My mom always told us that, too. Yeah, you hide some money in your car. Absolutely. And so Well, you never know when you're going to need, like, cash for parking or something. Right. Yeah. And so I still have it hidden and like, I'll forget about it or I'll use it and then I'll go and hide another one. And so before you sell your car, make sure you fully check everything because you might have hidden it. I can guarantee you, unless you're really, really creative with your car hiding spots, most car wash attendants know exactly where those hiding spots are and they will take your money. So interesting. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. There's definitely people who hide money in their house too, especially a certain generation. So before you just go and get rid of your aunt's or grandma's stuff, Check all, check all those books. Check all those books for check, sure. Check the pockets of jackets. I've done that before. I've been so excited. I've got my rain jacket. And I'm like, 
I got a dollar. It's the little things in life. Just hide money around. Hide it in books. Make yourself happy. Yeah. Okay, next. If money doesn't grow on trees, please explain the price of avocados. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So expensive. I would like to think money won't change me, but I found $5 in the pocket of my spring coat and immediately bought name brand aluminum foil. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Bougie. It's written in Spanish. But it is the largest box of saran wrap ever. It's from Costco. But, I mean, this box is massive. Like the kind they use in restaurants? Yes. And yeah. I'm, Daniel came home with it. I'm like, what is this? He's like, we use it a lot. And I'm like, we don't use it that much. But I guess now, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you have an abundance of it, you'll start using it all the time. You'll be like, oh, wait, we can just saran wrap that. Yeah, but it's, I mean, so if you come Do we have any wrapping paper? I need to wrap this present. Nah, saran, saran wrap. wrap it. Costco so, makes you do crazy things. Sweetie. It'll it'll be the day that I like on this episode. I'm like, will we use the last of it? Have to get another box. But yes, Costco will make you buy the most ridiculous stuff. I one time bought like a three quart tub of blue cheese crumbles. I I've never in my life gone to a grocery store and bought juice, blue cheese crumbles for anything. But I was at Costco and they were selling a giant thing of blue cheese crumbles, and I was like, YOLO. Oh, I gotta get that. Yeah. <laughs> and how much of it did you eat? Not not even a bite. Yeah, because then it's intimidating because you have this massive thing and you're like, oh, I'm saving money. I'm getting bulk. And it's like, well, here was the flaw in my logic. I can't remember for sure. But let's say because I do like blue cheese on my salad. Let's say I bought it because I was going to put it on my salad. I don't eat salad that often, at least not salad that I make for myself at home. So there was just there was no there was no using it. It's usually that I've done that before. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start, you know, this new diet or I'm going to do this health kick. I'm going to buy bulk of it. So I know I'm going to eat it, you know, like protein bars where I'm going to buy a big old Costco brand of it. And then you hate them or you don't like them. And then you're just like, why, yeah. why do I have so many protein bars? And then you just start like randomly putting them in your coworker's desk. Yeah, I'm on a, a little bit of a diet right now. And um, I, so I, I went to Costco and bought bulk, a bulk box of the um, Oikos mm-hmm. Greek, Greek yogurt. yogurt. I was like, man, I'll eat this every day. I had it every day for like three or four days for my morning breakfast. And after three or four days, I was like, I'm so tired of this. Because it doesn't matter which flavor you eat. They yeah. all taste the same. <laughs> but in your head, you're going, okay, well, I can go to the grocery store and buy like six of them. But if I really like this, then... You know, I'm going to need a lot more. Mm. So, I mean, there's logic to it, and we're all guilty of it. Today's Twitter Nugs brought to you by Costco. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay, we got a little off topic, but, I mean, it's it's oh, finance. It. Okay, so what is uh, debt consolidation? Tell us about it. What? I feel like that was, tell me about it, stud. See, I thought I was teeing you up to tell us about it, and then you threw it back in my face. Well, okay. Then why does it Cam tell us? Well, let's break down the basics. What does consolidation mean? Consolidate. Isn't it to like bring things together into one? Come well, together. Like if you're consolidating student loans, yeah. you're yep. putting them into one loan. Bring it all yeah. together. So, uh, consolidate bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Instead of you having five of them, you put it all together to one. Less is more. Yeah. The, the official definition, debt consolidation, is the process of combining multiple debts, which is what we said, into a single payment to simplify payments and reduced interest rates. So consolidation is just all about simplification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's making it easy. And it's it's making it where instead of you having to remember all the different places. So importance of debt consolidation. It's important for people to was struggling with debt, reducing financial stress, improving credit score, and saving money on interest fees. 
Okay, so also benefits of debt consolidation. Um, you can lower your monthly payments. You'll you'll only have, let's say you consolidate down to one debt. You'll only have one monthly payment, and uh, it'll probably be less than all of those five, six, seven monthly payments you're, mm-hmm. you know, when you add them all together. Um, you're reducing interest rates. Again, big advantage to this is, is you can usually consolidate and get a lower interest rate. Okay, let's climb up on our box for a second, especially if the debt that you're consolidating is several different credit cards, Mm -hmm. then you can, you can most definitely consolidate and get a lower interest rate than you can for those credit cards that are charging you 22, 23% per month or APR anyway. And then finally, um, obviously you, you have one place to make a payment and you, you know, you're not, you're not sending out multiple payments per month to multiple different places. Uh, you've got one location. It just simplifies the payment process. So you don't have any, all of these other places that you have to keep up with. So more than likely, if you own a credit card, if you own a home, if you own a car, you have probably gotten a letter in the mail about debt consolidation. And sometimes it's very judgmental. It's like, oh, I see you have this, you know, balance on this card or this, you know, this amount of debt. You should do a debt consolidation loan. We can give it to you for, you know, X amount percent, blah, 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 blah. So I always feel judged when I get those. I'm like, we see your Costco card is, uh, yeah. there's a lot of debt on that. We see that you have a lot of expenses. You should do this. And it's like, oh, don't judge me. Stop. I have some very hot topics about this, but let's just explain the types of debt consolidation Mm. and then I'll get on my soapbox. Okay. So the first one, balance transfer credit cards. Okay. So it explains how balance transfer credit cards work. So what this is, is that it's as it sounds. If you get a high credit card, then these are options where you can take maybe your Amex card, your Amazon card, your Target card and consolidate, put it all together. So instead of having to pay 25% 25% interest on the $1,000 for Amex and 28% on the 2000 for Target and all of that, then you can get it all together. And so you have that huge balance now rolled together and then one interest rate. Mm-hmm. So even with that, it's just kind of merging it all together, knocking out those other credit cards where it's not on there anymore and it's just one. I would like to add a caveat to this. A lot of the balance transfer credit cards offer you a low introductory rate of 0%, say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after six months, it's going to jump up. So the question is, how high is it going to jump after your six months is up? Well, yeah. And it's also, these are not just, they're just not offering this to you for free. There is usually a fee oh, yeah. for transfer. And it's usually, I've just looked at one recently and it was a, it was a great offer. It was a 0% for six months. Mm-hmm. So this person took three credit cards, moved them to this 0%, and there was a fee associated with each of the transfers. So it wasn't just like one-time fee. It was a transfer fee for each of the amounts that came over. But I mean, if you're talking like $1,000 balances on several different cards versus a $100 transfer fee, that the transfer fee may not be prohibitive. Um, yeah. Just it's, depending on the balance. You, I'm just saying before you jump on that, look at the details, but then... What's bad about it is... Get rid of those cards. Well, don't close them out because that can hurt your credit score, remember? No, but freeze them in a block of ice or something. Because that is the biggest issue, and I guess I'll go ahead and talk about it now. So say we've moved this all over. We've gotten all your credit cards onto this 0%. That 0% debt consolidation is still just going to tell you the minimum amount to pay. It is not going to calculate for you, hey, this 0% ends in six months. I need to pay $500 a month in order to get it knocked out before 0% hits. It will not tell you that. You have to do that. And so that's what happens is people will 
take this. They'll just pay the $30 that they say. And then as court was saying, yeah, at that six months, you're then slapped with a big old interest rate again, and you're continuing this cycle. So if you're going to do a debt consolidation loan, make sure you maximize it. Make sure you take advantage of that 0%. Even if, say, you can't afford the full $500 a month or whatever it is, try and do close to that. So then when interest does kick in, you're not getting slammed. But my other point to this is do not consolidate your debt. Put it in a consolidation loan and then go, oh, my cards are at zero. Because I have seen that happen too, where someone comes in, they have this debt consolidation loan. Great. You know, a 4% interest rate, $15,000 balance they're paying on. And then each of their credit cards are back racked up again with, you know, $1,000 charges on them, getting hit with those 25% interest rates. Well, you've already consolidated once. So what are you going to do again? I've told you, I'm really getting on my soapbox. That kind of goes into your behavior, understanding how did you get this position, understanding where your money's going, because you're just repeating yourself and getting the loan is almost an easy way out. You're not using it to your advantage of, hey, this is helping me. You're like, oh, well, I just moved it over here. I don't have to think about it anymore. It's 0% versus seeing the struggle of like, oh my gosh, I calculated it and every year I'm paying $30,000 of interest. Be smart with them. Mm -hmm. They can really screw you up, but they can also be really, really good. I told you it was a soapbox. (laughs) Okay, so next one is personal loans. Um, So obviously a personal loan could be like, for instance... um, you could borrow the money from from a friend or a family member. You know, you know how we feel about that. Theoretically, you could get a loan from a bank yeah. or from others from some other sort of lender, uh, probably secured with something. Um, I guess since they don't list it separately, um, I guess we'll we'll include in here pawn shops. The potential of pawning something um, that that is basically a kind of loan, you know, because you're, you're <laughs> they're loaning you some money for your guitar or some stuff. But uh, generally speaking, th- this is probably my least favorite option. Again, I was working on somebody's consolidation stuff earlier and popped up on their Amex and it pops up and says, congratulations, you've been approved for a $40,000 personal loan. Mm. Think about it. They're going, congratulations. So instantly you're like, oh, what did I win? What did I get? And they're like, congratulations, we're going to loan you money. We see that you keep racking up debt. Let's give you some more. But I mean, if it's, again, if it's through a credit card company like that, then it's probably not secured, which means your interest rate is going to be really Mm -hmm. high. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of there are a lot of different categories of loans that could fall under personal loan. But yeah, obviously, uh, any financial institution that's loaning you something for, uh, you know, there's obviously, I'm kind of dancing around the next category yep. of loan type. Go because, ahead and get into that one. Because that's home equity loans. And that's something where you're you're actually getting a loan based on your the equity that you have in your house. So that's a very specific kind of loan that is secured. It's secured with the equity in your house. Which is, of course, I guess to explain fully, the equity in your house would be the value of your house minus the debt that you still owe on that house. That that difference is the equity that you have in your house. And someone will loan you that amount or some percentage of that amount. It's an, a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit. That's what HELOC, HELOC. is. Uh, and they'll do that for... a usually a, a considerably lower interest rate than you would have on, for instance, a credit card. So, And this this type of loan uses your house as collateral. Yeah. Yeah. So it's attached to your house. It is one that the interest rate more than likely is constantly changing. 
It's associated with prime rate. And so HELOCs are great. I'm a huge fan of HELOCs. But when we're specifically talking about debt consolidation, again, I had another client the other day. They had a student loans. They had a lot of credit card debt. They had a lot of different things. And so we're looking at them getting a HELOC on their home because they do have a large amount of equity and seeing how many of these other outside loans we can roll into that HELOC. Again, it's more for simplifying and it's just transferring all these different people we have to pay and putting it into one. I'm picturing like, okay, you got your bookies in the room and it's like, you got your Best Buy bookie over here and you got your Amex guy over here and you got all these people. I think it's just fun to picture it that way. (laughs) And so like, you know, here comes home equity line and he's like, move out of the way, Best Buy and Amex guy. Y'all are paid off. It's just me now. Okay, I think I've lost my mind. It's okay. <laughs> it's a fun way to look at it. Sure, it's fun. It's fun. So HELOC is just a dude that like strong arms other people? Yeah, it is. Get that's, out of my way. That's kind of what I picture. I don't, I'm seeing like schoolhouse rock is what I'm picturing right now is like the guy that's like attached to your house, but he's the HELOC loan guy. What about HELOC is like a big, like amorphous blob that like sucks in these other little ones? Yeah. yeah. You ever I, seen I, Osmosis I, Jones? Kind of yes. like that? Yeah. See, because really the the guy who's strong arming people, I think is, we're getting to those categories next. Where you're strong arming people, that's that's uh, more with the, the uh, debt management plan or the debt settlement and I mean, you're right there, debt settlement. That sounds real legally. Yeah. You talk to us about that? In law school, yeah, there's there's basically, there's two classes you take if you want to take bankruptcy. Um, at least there were at, at my uh, law school. There was creditor debtors. Uh, that was basically like this bankruptcy 101, sort of like, here's the debt stuff. And then there was bankruptcy. Now, I did not do this at my law school, but my brother went to a different law school. And at his law school, they were... <laughs> They were not literally called this, but um, what his law school classmates and he all called these two courses was how to screw your creditors one and how to screw your creditors two. Because this is really the legitimately you're you're working on on not paying them as much as you initially contracted to pay them with both of these programs. Now, I will say that debt management plans are not bankruptcy. They are usually done through some sort of credit counseling agency. Uh, so a lot of times if you if you see a commercial on TV that's like, do you have problem with debt? Come see us and we'll help you with, uh, you know, with your debt consolidation. That is probably a credit counseling agency of some sort. And what they will do is you will sign a contract with them. You will go through credit counseling with them. And then they will negotiate with your creditors, basically a payment plan, uh, maybe a lower interest rate, maybe a timetable that you're going to pay the creditors. But ultimately, the creditors are going to get most of the money that you owed them, uh, mo- all of the principal that you owed them, all of the money that you spent on your credit card, maybe a little bit less interest than what you initially were supposed to be paying them. But still, they're going to get all their money back that you used them for. They're still going to get some interest. And also, they are going to get it based on regular payments. Because when you sign up with a credit counseling agency, they negotiate on your behalf. And then you're paying through a debt management plan. So you're making one payment And then the payments are being dispersed out to all the creditors. So they know they're going to get their payments as long as you stick with your management plan. They know they're going to get their payments um, because they know that you have a credit counselor that's helping you. What I heard from that is as long as you stick to the plan. Isn't that like a financial plan? You stick to a plan. Life is all just about sticking to the plan, right? If there is one point we consistently go back to it is that the financial plan. There is a plan. Stick to the plan. 
that settlement is where where you basically are are saying, I'm not going to pay you the full amount I owe you, but if you continue to harass me, you're not going to get anything. So how about I offer you less than what I owe you and we just call it a day? That's where you're haggling. <laughs> And, and that, what the next logical step is bankruptcy? Yeah. 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 Listening and going, oh, well, hey, can I do that? You want to try and avoid getting to the debt settlement. Let's try and avoid getting to that. Usually this is you're going you're to somebody to like American Express and saying, um, I know I owe you this much, but I will never pay you this much. Can, can we, I pay yeah. you this much instead? And we'll just wash our hands of each other. It's going to hit your credit score. It's going to really affect you negatively. Yeah. Um but it's if you negotiate it yourself with a credit card company instead of going and filing either a Chapter 7 or a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, we're not going to get into what I just said there, other than just everybody knows what bankruptcy is for the most part. So if you file if you file for bankruptcy, that's, that's worse than if you were to just go to a credit card company yourself and negotiate a settlement. But it's still going to get reported on your credit, and it's still yeah. going to ding you. And remember, that credit score is super important. Now we can talk about the factors to consider with debt consolidation. So one, interest rates and fees. You need to make sure you look at what is going to be the interest rate. What is going to be the fee? Ask these questions because so much of it is it's like, oh, that sounds too good to be true. So find out how long is this interest rate going to last? Is it constantly changing? What are the terms of it? And then how much am I going to have to pay? Is it a one-time fee? Is it an annual fee? Ask the questions. Okay, next is credit score. Obviously, you want to dis if you're going to a credit counselor or some other sort of agent who's going to help you with your consolidation, then you want to discuss uh, how this consolidation is going to affect your credit score, like I just said. Now, generally speaking, also, you have to consider, uh, for instance, if you were to consolidate by opening up a credit card with, that you could transfer all your balances to, if you leave all of your other credit cards open, and transfer your balances all to one credit card and have that low interest rate and are making payments and are paying down your debt without building up your debt, you could very well see your credit score go up over a period of time. But if you, like we said earlier, if you open up this new credit card, transfer all your balances, and then keep using your old credit cards, your, your credit score is going to be negatively impacted. All right, the next one is repayment terms. And so that's obviously like, as it sounds, it's how long do you have to pay this back? How are you structuring this? And then, you know, the next one collateral, that is, is it attached to your home? Is it attached to, you know, car anything? title, car title? <laughs> what is it? Uh, <clears throat> titles for cash or whatever. Yeah. I don't think we've done this before, but let's break down collateral. Collateral is basically like, if I don't commit to my payments at all, yeah. they take that certain yeah. item. So yeah. if it's attached yeah. to your home, your home is gone. If it's mm -hmm. attached to your title, your car is gone, right? Yeah. It's like, I've made a joke before. I was at the hair salon and had forgotten my wallet at work because I just was running late. And I've made the joke of like, do you need me to like leave something as collateral? Like I promise I'll call you with a credit card number. And so that was a joke, but that really kind of was that like, do I need to leave my cell phone? Do I need to leave like leave your SJPs? My first You'll be good. Born? Like, what do I need to leave? Well, like one time I had a my client was a furniture company and they had financed some sort of rent to own or some other sort of furniture purchase. And the debtor had had used his ex really expensive shotguns as collateral for this sofa that he was buying. So when I when shotguns, yeah, wow. yeah, I went into court, you know, and it was uh, it, this was a bankruptcy uh, proceeding, and I was representing the creditor. 
And I went into court and I was talking to the guy's attorney and I was like, we've got this collateral. We've got the, and his attorney was like, what? No, he doesn't have anything. And I was like, yeah, he does. This is a really nice shotgun he used as collateral for his sofa. And we, we want the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bananas. you've got to be careful with the collateral. I know I was helping a client a while ago and they have a business. And when they first started the business, they put up their shop, like the physical shop and all the equipment in there as collateral for this loan. Now that loan is becoming almost kind of like a a HELOC essentially for the business. And so it's, you know, available if they need it. And I keep saying, I was like, y'all need to just get rid of this. You're not using it anymore. Like, well, no, no, no. I was like, it is attached to your shop and your equipment. If something goes south, like they're coming in and taking your livelihood. You need to think about that. So that's another thing is, you know, sometimes that's your only option is to put up collateral things to get the loan initially. But if you get in a better spot, change that quickly or else, you know, court's coming for your shotguns. Yeah, I don't do that anymore, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> um, And then the last one on here, creditor cooperation. Mm, yeah. Do creditors cooperate? I was about to ask that same thing. They, well, you want them to. Um, you, you you definitely want the creditors. They collaborate and listen? You definitely want them to cooperate. If they're willing to work with you, then obviously that's way better than them being resistant to it, you know. And for the most part, creditors are going to be willing to work with you because the one thing they don't want you to do is they don't want you to go file bankruptcy, you know. They, they want at least something. Yeah, because if, if, if you file bankruptcy, then they, their debt might be getting canceled altogether. So they'd rather get something than nothing, basically. Okay. Now, now Vanilla Ice is going to be stuck in my head. I'm sorry. Vanilla Nice cooperation. Nice, yeah. I just thought of it when we saw cooperation, collaboration. I don't know. Okay. How to consolidate debt. We talked about all the different things. Like, how do you do it if you have to do it? It's pretty simple. You just weigh your options. You decide if it's a good option for you. Usually if you're coming to that point, then maybe it's, you've got, you've got lots of credit cards out there. You've got lots of student loans or just, you've got too many liabilities out there. Okay. You weigh the options and see, can we, you know, put them all together. And is it going to be a better option for me? Go through all the different things. Do you do collateral? Do you do, you know, with banks, do you do interest rate? What do you do? Do you, you know, hopefully your last thing on the list is to cooperate with a creditor. Like, don't do that. But then it's like, before you sign the dotted line, go through all the things we talked about, figure out what's the repayment plan. What's the interest rate? What's the fees? Because, you know, they'll sell it and they'll be like, oh, this is great. Cam, we can take your your mortgage, your HELOC, we can take your car loan, your credit cards, we can put it all together. You're going to have one interest rate. It's going to be wonderful. And you're like, heck yeah, this sounds wonderful. And then I'm like, and there's a $3,000 fee attached to it. And you're like, what? Not saying that companies are deceitful. It's just, you know, you hide that stuff kind of. Sure. In the fine print. And as a, you know, court would tell you, read the fine print. Well, yeah, obviously, although I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't ever read the fine print. I guess I'm a terrible lawyer. (laughs) Well, and so the last little point on here about when you, if you decide to do this, and I think I talked about it earlier, sticking to the plan. So if you do get this opportunity to take all of this debt and merge it into one, make sure you're paying what you need to be paying to like make the plan actually effective. Mm -hmm. It is not good if you just take it all and roll it into something and you're like, okay, cool. And you're only paying like $20 towards it when before you were paying, you know, 
$1,500 with the, all your minimum payments and now you're just switching to $20? No, at least pay comparable to what you were doing before and just get it knocked out. So, Well, I mean, a lot of people that go through the process of debt consolidation, part of the reason that they do it is because of the payment amounts that they are having to pay minimum payments on credit cards and stuff is killing them. Yeah. One of the nice things is you can actually you can pay less than you were paying for five different credit cards. If you consolidate, you can make a lower payment. But th th your point is well made that don't go from paying $1,500 a month to paying $20 a month. You know, Happy medium. Yeah, find, find, a, find a happy place. Okay, so tips for successful debt consolidation. Stop using credit cards. I think we talked about this already too. It's If you are able to wipe out your credit card debt into one, and say so you're taking care of that, don't then just go back and rack up the credit cards again. Yeah, that just, that that would be insane. <laughs> but that's that goes to, I almost feel like, and, and they're not going to do this, but if you get a debt consolidation, it almost needs to come with a behavioral finance session where you talk about what got you into this debt? What is your spending habits? Why did you do, like, why, why did this happen? And so then you can find out, are you a chronic spender? Like, are you just going to keep continuing the cycle? Because mm -hmm. there are some people that they don't, it helps them, but they don't learn their lesson from it because then it's just like, oh, yay, I've been saved. I can do this now and now I can rack up more debt. Well, yeah. And I mean, okay, so one of our favorite things that we that we preach regularly and have been since the very beginning of the podcast is to budget, yep. create a budget, have a budget, you know, Figure out where your money needs to go. Make sure that you have that regular payment toward the debt that you're you're making on a monthly basis. And then make sure that you have enough money to actually live life and pay for your expenses. And what are those expenses? And then stick to your budget. So that's obviously, um, it, it may seem obvious, but not a lot of people do it. Oh, I didn't keep reading because there is consider credit counseling on here <laughs> or seek professional help. So that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But it, I mean, again, I've been there because I had a situation where I had a high credit card. It's just, I was, you know, I was the savior person. And so in college, it's like, oh, well, no, no, come on, come to dinner. Like, I, I got you. Don't worry about it. And it got scary high. And I'm like, oh, crud. And so then I was able to, you know, work stuff out. I called my parents, asked if I could get a loan to like knock it out. And then my credit card's back to zero. And of course, it's like, oh, well, I can spend now. And it's, I mean, I had to talk myself out of that. It's like, yeah, you've been knocked down to zero or, you know, you've been consolidated. That doesn't mean a green light of keep going. Yeah. Back to the budget thing. Creating a budget is the like, only real way you can stay on track of uh, paying off your debt, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So how would you guys get people over the hurdle of creating a budget? It's such a hurdle. Budgets, it just seems time consuming. It's scary. Like, how would you tell somebody you can do this? You've got this. It's not that hard. Make it unique. I mean, that's mm. honestly what it is. Everybody is different. Everybody's situation is different. And so I've found that like you have to work with a couple and figure out what works for them and what's going to be their discipline. Because some people need that rigid budget of here's where every single dollar is going. Others I've talked to and it's like, here's your mandatory. So in the mandatory would be this debt consolidation. So you'd have your mortgage, your car net, all of that would be in there. And then I would say each month you're going to have, you know, this money coming in. What you need to do is make sure your checking account never gets below this amount and that you're saving this amount. And so that's more an open budget for somebody who doesn't want to be so restrictive. It kind of plays a game with themselves. They know, okay, I'm paying this. I can spend as much as I want on other stuff as long as it never gets below 
you know, 10,000 in my checking account. And as long as I'm automatically saving X amount for life happens. That's very helpful. Yeah. Okay. I just have, I, 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 I Googled because I, I like to Google. You're the a Google. Googler. I didn't just Google this time. I went to chat GPT and, yes. ta- and I asked it to, t- to give me some fun facts about debt consolidation. <laughs> and it did. It gave me some fun facts. So uh, complete with citations, I might add. Um, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't usually have the citations. So <laughs> according to a survey by Credit Karma, nearly one in three Americans who consolidated debt paid it off within three years. Oh, good. Good people. Yeah. Um, debt consolidation loans are one of the most popular reasons people take out personal loans, according to a study by LendingTree. Yeah. One of the most common reasons people seek debt consolidation is to simplify their payments, according to a survey by NerdWallet. <laughs> Sorry, NerdWallet. NerdWallet. Debt consolidation can help improve your credit score over time by reducing your overall debt load and making it easier to make regular payments. Sound like we've said something like that recently. I mean, indeed, indeed. <laughs> and then finally, the average American household has over $7,000 in credit card debt alone, making debt consolidation an attractive option for many. This year's closing list brought to you by ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that last one, it, it's so true because I feel like once your credit card gets to a certain level, you start getting all those letters in the mail that seem super official. And they're like, congratulations we can open up a personal loan for you or we can, you know, do a debt consolidation. So again, they're like enticing you like, come on, come over here. And it's like, wait, 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 Bullcast podcast told me to read the fine print and ask the questions. And they're going to be like, oh, who is this Bullcast podcast? What are they doing to us? <laughs> it's like the witch and uh, Hansel and Gretel dropping these little crumbs. <laughs> the witch doesn't like us. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this whole episode has kind of been a little bit of a bullseye. <laughs> Just read the fine print. Be smart. <laughs> read the it, fine print. It, it, this is, I will, I guess, say this is a great tool for people to use for their financial situation. So don't be scared of them and say they're bad. It's just like with everything, there is a time and a place to use a tool like this. It's not best for everybody. And it's all about what time of your life that you pick to use this and how you use it and using it appropriately. Use your tools appropriately, people. Court, you want that closing bell? There's the closing bell. Ladies and gentlemen, you've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly to your device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, and Cameron, you can go to our website. We've got bios there. We've also got a place where you can drop a comment or suggest a topic that you'd like to hear us talk more about. That website is bullcastpodcast.com. We also have an Instagram handle that's at bullcastpodcast, and we've got a Twitter handle that's at bullcast podcast as well we have a facebook page bullcast the podcast i think is the page yep and um finally we mention every episode that we work at a place all three of us work at a place called pickler wealth advisors and if you'd like to find out more about what it is we do what we can possibly do for you uh find out more about me katie and cameron and about our amazing team and our boss david pickler then please feel free to go to that website that is picklerwealthadvisors.com that's advisors with an o not an e ladies and gentlemen i've given you everything you need to go forth and become debt free so for now i am court i'm katie i'm cam and we're done (laughs) 